Hello everybody and welcome to the technical area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host, Gaffer Graham once again. It's another week without real world football to distract us. In a week where we should have seen the Champions League semi-finals taking place and tonight the Europa League semi-finals, it's, it possibly makes the situation feel a little bit harder. But nonetheless, we all know where the priorities lie. We all know the, the situation. We all know that uh, we, all want, we all want football back when it's safe to do so. It is a little strange though, to see some leagues across Europe and even South America, I see Argentina, I think, is another nation calling an end to their season. But it's a strange to see these endings come so prematurely. It's obviously, you know, you have to consider the implications for those teams involved in Europe without any more domestic football. But I suppose, strangely enough, like it's the way these league tables are finishing up, and you know, you'd you'd wonder what the implications will be in terms of like legal battles and such, but. You know, from a personal football manager perspective, you know, I was delighted to be the first Ren manager in my universe anyway to reach the, the Champions League uh, qualifying stages anyway, I mean, the third qualifying round. And with the cancellation of the French League, we do see Ren finishing third place in Liga in real life. So uh, a year ahead of my achievements in real life, which I suppose matters even more. But it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's suppose it's, it's it's a strange kind of situation we're in, and you know, it's it's nice to have the, f- the football manager there as a distraction. I don't think I've seen as many save updates, save posts from community members arrive in such frequency as I am now, and I'm sure you're noticing the same. It's great to follow people, say, see what people are doing. It's really enjoyable overall to you know, engage and read as much as possible. So again, if you are looking, I think uh, there was one tweet I did reply to earlier on in the week where, you know, someone was asking for, for save update blogs to follow, but just use the hashtag Weirdy Community on Twitter. That's the best place to go to find content creation from members of the Football Manager community if you're not doing so already. I know I say it every week, and I know you probably do. That's where you find... Your FM content's probably even more, possibly even where you found this podcast as well. So, but nonetheless, it's um, it's the best place to go for all your save updates. I myself, you know, I've I've blogged two weeks in a row. Kind of proud of myself for that. With that achievement, it's it's a long time since I was able to do that. You know, and and the latest blog post kind of covered the the preseason with Ren as I head into my second full season in charge, third season there since I took over. In February of 2020, uh, kind of one of the overarching themes of the whole pod of the whole blog post was the uh, discussion around the change of ownership that happened at the club, and you know how that went. And I tried to put a little bit of a narrative, make it seem a little bit real. So if you haven't, my socials are linked down below. The technical area, uh, the blog is linked down below as well. So go and check that out. If you haven't seen my blog being released, one of the things I'm trying to do is kind of tie up to all my content creation. It comes from the Technical Area account. So if you don't follow the Technical Area account, you do follow just Gaffer Graymo. Uh, why not go give it a follow? But another possible 
another thing is I, I will try and retweet and promote it there as well so that's another kind of a little bit of self-promotion to start the podcast rather than do it at the end but one of the key factors of my pre-season with the change of ownership was that you know it, it's not uncommon to see it in European leagues and for me it was much my first experience navigating it where the owner a new owner comes in a new president comes in and as part of his presidential promises as part of his chairman's promises he is going to sign new players and these aren't players you mightn't want but they're players who are coming in nonetheless in my case the new owner has bought Renato Sanchez from Lille for you know a significant amount of money he's come in and he's on wages above everybody else at the club and alongside um Renato Sanchez Martin Terrier has arrived from Leon. Now, neither of these players are players I wanted. Neither of these players I wanted because I didn't think I could get them, prizing players away from my biggest rivals, with a club who is financially sound in Ren. I'm not going to lie there. They are financially well off in the French context. But these are players as well who, you know, I didn't know would pass the attribute test that have the qualities that i'd look for in players now i'm about to start into my first game after this podcast which is against se Micheland in the champions league tour qualifying round i am without martin terrier who was injured in our last pre-season friendly but it's going to be interesting to see how these players will fit in with the qualities of the, the rest of the group at the cl- that i have there obviously you know their players of immense quality terrier was the league top goal scorer last season despite the fact he's predominantly a winger so it's integral. It's going to be um, but it's one of the reasons as well. I was so keen to take on this topic. To, so keen to take on discussing uh, attributes for this week's podcast. Now the topic uh, was suggested. It wasn't something I came up myself. It was suggested to me by Matt Jenkins, a listener of Pod. That's under at underscore J underscore Matthew. If you don't follow Matt, and it was just very 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 kind of simple question one that was put in and one that i felt like that i couldn't um uh, you know I, I couldn't ignore it was one that i felt you know i really kind of felt it was one that you know deserves a full discussion because attributes are you know such an overarching feature aspect of football manager we have seen the likes of dan gear go uh, attributeless in football manager and rely more on the statistics that the the game gathers. But attributes do are supposed are a primary way of gathering uh, a vision uh, in an image of the player in the game. And not only that, they also are, you know, the key determining factors in a player's performance in game, and you know the trajectory a player could possibly follow. So we're going to kind of get into discussing like what are attributes, kind of what influence do attributes have in the game, uh, attribute combinations, and then, you know, talk about using attributes going to build up a culture at, the, at a club, talk about attributes as a way to, you know, identify talent if by using just a specific set of attributes in Football Manager.
unfortunately for me, you know, as part of the lockdown, I do have a little bit of extra time to do a little bit more reading and research for every podcast. So the chat that I'm about to have, I have read up, uh, well, it wouldn't take extensive, but I have read up in some detail on FM attributes. The links to all of these will be found below. And if you want to go and read more for yourself, you know, obviously I'm kind of gleaming information. I'm kind of just, you know, interpreting what I'm reading. So if you want to you know the, the pure 100% content that I've kind of read to get the image of attributes that I have and I'm going to try and share with you, uh, check all these links out down below. And so I'm just going to get started on the discussion, just a very kind of simple overview of attributes. So as Football Manager has evolved as a game, we've seen the development of the attribute screen into three main categories, technical, mental, and physical. In the goalkeeping situation, the technical uh, set of attributes has been replaced with specific goalkeeping attributes. So this has obviously seen a development in the game from the early kind of championship manager 0102 kind of days where the attributes were sorted in alphabetical order so it's a case of the, the breakdown has made it very very clear it's made it very very easy for us to gain a very very clear picture of a player's abilities in those three key determining areas the attributes are then rated on the scale of 1 to 20 that's obviously in terms of proficiency 20 being the highest one being the lowest as we all know and then in terms of the attributes, what we tend to look at is the technical attributes as the key determiners. For most people I know, when they do look at a player, they look at it and say, oh my goodness, he's got 20 finishing. Or he has, you know, 18 passing. But then obviously, you know, as your experience, as your um, interaction with football manager evolves over time, we learn that it's not just the player's ability to finish that makes him a good goal scorer. It's not just a player's passing attribute that makes him a good goal scorer. That it's a, it's a combination of different factors. And obviously as well, attributes, we do have to be aware that the attributes do change as the game goes on. So I'm going to kind of lean a little bit on one of the first places I always stop when researching football manager content. And that's a guide to FM. That's guide to FM.com. If it's not a website you visit frequently, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. So a player's attributes represent his skills and they're the most important factor in determining his performance in the match. Something many of us would be aware of. Something very, very simple, basic, clear understand that we have. Now, other factors will also affect how a player performs, but as well as that, the player's attributes, other factors will also influence a player's growth and change in attributes or the steady decline. This can include areas such as professionalism, uh, the personality and the, the personality at, um, and the amount of competitive match experience he is given. Notably though, a player with higher natural fitness attribute as well as stamina and the a low injury proneness attribute will be capable of spending more time playing matches and as, as a result, maintaining their attribute level. Now for many of you, you may be saying, I've never heard, I've never seen, where is this injury proneness um, attribute? Well, that's one of the things that comes with Football Manager. We can only see a kind of a surface level understanding of the player. There are hidden attributes that exist in Football Manager. 
if you're someone who delves into the Football Manager editor on regular occasions, you may be fully aware of these hidden attributes. But hidden attributes are also, you know, they are they do become visible in game. So in addition to the visible attributes and the personalities that we are aware of in Football Manager, a player has six hidden attributes for his ratings, which are unknown, uns, unseen to us. However, the uh, views and reports you gain from your coaches and scouts, they will refer to each of the hidden attributes for which they believe a player has a particularly good or poor rating. And, in the, and that will be seen in the pros and cons on a player's coach or scout report. Now, obviously, if you do use the Football Manager Editor, you can make those hidden attributes visible. You can see them. You can see a player's injury proneness. You can see the player's uh, rating in big matches. But in a more kind of natural way, it, it's something that should, like, it's nice to know that Football Manager doesn't keep them hidden away from us. Like, as the game has changed, we now see these ratings. We just don't see them on a scale of 1 to 20. We see it as relishes big matches. It likes to bend the rules. Attributes like this, we do see them. We just don't get a measured metric rating in the way that we do normally in Football Manager. And I suppose if we could see those attributes, it would change how we play the game. It would change our interactions with the game. And it could possibly, you know, mute the need for a scout report or a player's uh, report from your coaches. That could just be totally kind of just, you know, it, it could be ignored. It's pointless. So I suppose it does add a level of realism. And especially when you've got the attributes of, in the mental attributes of scouts and coaches, like judging player ability, judging player potential, the higher they are, of those staff you have, the more realistic they, these hidden player attributes will appear on those pros and cons lists and the reports you get. But if we have this overarching focus on attributes, hidden ones, it could take our vision and our view away from the standard attributes of visible ones and the ones that you know people do play the game and focus on. So starting the week off, I asked the question, is there any attributes you prioritise in players and football manager? Uh, Black CFM, every position, every save, every FM addition, determination, determination, and determination. And I think that's something we all understand. I think it's all something we can relate to. We all know that a determined player is a goal for us all to work towards. A determined player is something that we all want. But is determination enough on its own to see a player develop on a pathway to greatness sure it can be a good measure sure at the start of fm20 when there was the this bug with the mental attributes of young players that determination was notably low was it going to affect their development now determination does have the significant part to play in a player's development and in a player's performances in a match situation you know, we have to talk about the combinations and how it works with other attributes as well. The other interesting thing as well with determination is it falls in the mental attributes section. 
and mental attributes are obviously something that are you know a little bit more you know generic in football manager in terms of they are not determination is not an attribute that is position specific in the same way the physical attributes may also not be an attribute that may be position specific the combination of these physical and mental factor uh, attributes may influence the role suitability or the position suitability of a player but you know it's the technical attributes i was expecting more people to kind of you know it's an it's it's more people focus on and it's something i would expect more people to focus on and the thing with the attributes as well is like i said in terms of these physical attributes these mental attributes how they interact and they are you know a little more generic sometimes a player's mental and physical attributes combined with some of the technicals may highlight that they are suitable for a position or role that we may not have initially expected which gives us an opportunity to retrain a player and if you think of some aging players as well how sometimes an aging player kind of might fall to the center of a pitch the role changes there's less expectations on them in the physical department more kind of a you know a leadership role then all of a sudden our whole kind of game plan can change the other thing then with attributes i suppose that we all have to kind of consider and kind of be aware of as well is that you know there's often attributes there that football manager measures football manager presents but that we don't actually pay an awful lot of attention to and that was the second question i asked the community you know what attributes do you kind of see and you're yeah i don't i'm looking at other ones these aren't kind of my priority that there phil uh, says penalty taken free kick taken and corners they're not attributes i specifically go out and look for and i think many football manager players out there might be in some sort of agreement there that the set piece attributes may be secondary that there phil did continue if i happen to get something that's good at them it's a bonus but i don't specifically look for them and that supposes a little bit interesting Especially with the fact that a lot of people seem to be finding some levels of success with scoring from set pieces in Football Manager this year. That, you know, it's not something people are going to specifically to look for. What score more FM uh, offered up long shots? The way I play, players rarely get to shoot from outside the box or at the very edge at most. So long shots. And I suppose that kind of ties in then with philosophy. There's an overarching philosophy. There's something that you are looking for you know, that there is something, you know, else that you're looking for from your players and the inability to like be proficient from distance isn't that. But when it comes to attribute combinations, again, leaning on guide to FM here, particular attribute sets combine. And when you have a particular set of attributes, they can inform whether a player performs in an individual situation, how well he performs in that individual situation with different actions they take, depending on whether or not the player's team is in an attacking or defensive phase. So like we said there with the set-piece attributes, just because a player has a good corner-taking attribute, that doesn't always mean every corner is going to be perfect. Just in the same way that, although Scormore FM might prioritise long shots, that a player who might have a high attribute for long shots mightn't exactly be proficient at them, because of how that long shots attribute combines with other attributes the player has switching over to passion for fm for the, the following little piece on player attributes and hidden attributes 
when we break it down into the technical, mental, and physical attributes, they all kind of inform different phases of the game. They all inform the player's ability in different situations and how they will perform. Technical attributes of players' qualities with the ball in all phases. It's an obvious determiner on a player's performance in the game. So that kind of measure we see in football manager of players' match performance, that match rate, that heavily relies on the player's technical attributes. Now, obviously, this is in correlation to the league you're in. Because obviously, a player who plays who in a much kind of less, a much lower reputable league, whose technicals, you know, would be appalling for a team, you know, in a higher reputable league, but in terms of the league he's in, he has good technical attributes. That obviously is why his player rating would be a little bit higher, you'd expect. Mental attributes combined kind of with characteristics under combined to kind of inform the characteristics, understanding, movement and creativity of a player. But also a player's ability to handle pressure and play consistency. Or consistently, sorry. And that's what we'd all expect from a mental. It's that understanding of the game. The player's ability to, you know, understand the situation, move and be creative in that, you know, situation and contribute to the team. That's why kind of team working teamwork is often on that mental side. It's it can't be measured technically, it can't be measured physically. But teamwork is a mental attribute and it's one I suppose a lot of people might um you know put a lot of weight behind. In terms of creativity, vision is a great one there. And in ter- in terms like I said, a player whose passing attribute might be high but has low vision may not be a great passer of the ball in a creative system where a you know a decently high passing rating with a decently high vision uh, attribute rating can all of a sudden turn be the difference between you know your team winning and losing because you've got that creative passer to play in that like um playmaking role i suppose in your team in terms of physical attributes the physical attributes underpin the overall quality of a player so if a player is you know very very physically rates well physically in football manager and their attributes they can play more often. They can fit into different squads because they have the underlying ability to play football. And, you know, combining that with the endurance, the stamina, the work rate, it um it gives them the opportunity, you know, to play at a higher level for longer. And you may be asking, you know, how like how does that, you know, how how is that really? Think of James Milner. James Milner every season, pre-season at Liverpool, being a Liverpool fan, this could be the same when he was at Manchester City, Villa, Newcastle, Leeds beforehand. But at Liverpool, James Milner goes the furthest in those pre-season lactate tests. And it's that, you know, commitment to his physicality that sees him playing football at a high level, still as he reaches kind of the twilight of his career. And I suppose to the strongest contrast in an example we can see is Ronaldo and Rooney. Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney are very, very similar in ages. There's only a couple of months between both players. Both were at Manchester United, and we both remember them at Manchester United as, you know, key contributors in the success of Manchester United. 
from that kind of mid noughties to the end of the noughties onwards is when they had especially when they had that Champions League win in two thousand and eight. Now I want you to think of that two thousand and eight Champions League final. And I want you to think of those two players now. All players are still now playing professionally. But the trajectories their careers have gone on has been totally contrasting. The commitment of Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of his physicality, those physical attributes Cristiano Ronaldo have kept him playing at the top end of football for a longer level and a longer period and a higher standard than Wayne Rooney. And I suppose that is where the physical attributes and football manager perhaps stand out the best. And that steady decline of a player from his prime to the, the you know the final memories we have of a player, the physical attributes does make a lot of sense. And for me, I can often think of you know older players. I I don't tend to play them. They tend to retire not not long afterwards. And I always think, well, you know, their attributes, their physical attributes aren't great. But for me now, this is something I've learned, and something I've, it's a case of I've joined the dots. I see the fuller picture now, and I can see that. Physical attributes or something, I, I do need to put a little bit more weight on at the higher level. Because when I'm managing, you know, at a lower level team, especially if I'm managing Shelburne, who, you know, wouldn't be at the same level as Wren in terms of reputation or anything like that, the players they can bring in. When I'm managing Shelburne, my team here in Ireland, I often try bringing the best players with the best physical attributes I can and then hope they have the technicals and mentals to match up. And now I can see how important those physical attributes are. And is a certainly a thing a case that going forward at Ren and in future editions and future stays in football manager, I'm gonna put a little bit more time and effort into considering and weighing up the physical attributes of these players. Now, if you think of any player, passion FM passion for FM continues. Important attributes to succeed in any positions are anticipation, a player's ability to read the game and just find themselves in that right position the striker who always anticipates where the you know ball's going to break in the box the player whose movement he's able to anticipate where to position himself or the defender or the goalkeeper who might be able to anticipate the attacking movements of the opposition and position themselves get themselves you know in a situation where they can intervene effectively decisions as a goalkeeper that was the one thing I was reminded of over and over and over again. Make a decision and stick to it. It might be the right decision, but stick to it nonetheless. And as time goes on, you'll make better decisions. So obviously like that, it's a case of decision, being able to know what is right to do on the pitch and when is the right time to do it. Positioning. It's one thing everyone had to learn when you were playing football. Whether it was with your schoolboy teams and as you moved up Sunday League, to whatever level it was that you played. But position knowing where you should be at the pitch at all times. And because obviously the fluid nature of football, it can often be a little bit more difficult and a bit more challenging. And that's what makes those elite players so good. If they have a good sense of positioning, nowhere to be on the pitch at all times, it can give them, you know, a huge advantage. And like I said, when they have 
good decision making, good anticipation, and a good sense of position. You've got a player who's just always going to be in the right place at the right time and know what the right thing is to do. And like, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a great footballer to me. That sounds like the complete footballer to me. Now, obviously, the majority of physical attributes then were underpinned. Those key, those three ones there, work rate, teamwork, stamina. They are obviously going to underpin just how effective and just how long this player can sustain their success at the highest level. Now, attributes combine to see how a player will handle a situation. So if you think of a player's sense of balance, you know, if you've got a, a, a winger who's trying to cross the ball into the box who's being pressed by an opponent, if he's got a good balance attribute, it's a case of, you know, it, he might be able to stay on his feet a little bit longer while he's under pressure to get the ball into the box. Or even it's a case of, we, we often talk about do the elements play a part in football manager. In FM20, we ahead of it, we got the confirmation that yes, the elements do play a significant part in football manager. So if you've got a good sense of balance and tough, challenging, physical, uh, you know, elemental conditions, I could give you an advantage when you're playing. And it's no different here if we've got players with good physical attributes like balance in challenging elements. You know, it, these are the edges we need to find if you're looking for success. But none, nonetheless, no matter what, decisions as passion for FM will remind us, decisions will always play an important part. Now, I couldn't talk about attributes without going to look at addictedtofm.com. That's the blog of Rashidi Daljit Bustinet. And one of the key factors of attributes and attribute ratings that Addicted to FM points out is that a player's attributes can be the undoing of a solid tactic. So you might have put together the perfect tactic. It's just your team selection that could actually let it down. So by having the understanding of what attributes are needed for a certain position, that can often be a key determiner in the success of your tactic. So obviously attributes will change and develop in Football Manager. I asked the community that and it was an over-resounding 75% of voters said yes, they do monitor the uh, the attribute changes in Football Manager. But if you want to see the increase in those attributes, you want to see those green arrows pointing up. Attributes will change and develop based on the quality of training, the first team game time, and the specific training you've set out for a player. And the reason I haven't kind of elaborated further on the undoing of the solid tactic is I just wanted to touch base on this point as well. Because it's the case that if you've got quality coaches at your club, look for the DDM to find coaches who can deliver successful sessions. It's always, if you go in to find a coach, go to attributes, pick coaching, and just pick general. Deter- uh, DDM, discipline, determination, and and management motivating like I always get mixed up those three are highlighted immediately and they'll be the key determinant of a successful coach so if you've got a successful coaches who are providing good quality training if you're giving the player opportunities to play in the first team even if it's in a position or role that you're looking to develop the player in giving them the opportunities there and putting specific training for them so training them to play in a specific way with player traits 
player roles, even a new position. You will see the attributes change and develop based on those key determiners. And if you're tr training them well, off the pitch, providing the game time on the pitch, that could be the success of your tactic. It was a point I never fully considered, you know, of, you know, how important attributes can be to undoing a solid tactic. And I suppose that's one of the things that when I tactic, when I'm building a tactic at a team, I'll lay out um, what I want across the pitch. So my 4 3 3. And then it's a case of I'll pick the, whatever players to play in the team, wherever they go. And then what I do, it's a case of vice. I look at those little green circles, and I know we all want the green circles, and I know the green circles aren't exactly important. But I'll go into click on the, the roles and I'll go to personalised and I'll say, okay, is it a case of can I accommodate this player's best role in this position? And if I can and it won't undo what I want to do, then I will. Whether it's a different striking role up front than this 4 3 3 when I have a lone striker, you know. In that situation, I'll play in Bayani Yang as a complete forward or a deep line forward. But when I switch to a 4 3 1, if he has a shadow striker behind him, he becomes a pressing forward. So, having the personalized player roles set up for me, that gives me the ability then, to, I, I feel, to give myself a better tactic. But I'll only give these roles if the player's accomplished in playing them and then at a deeper level has the attributes to perform. And I think the introduction of the highlight tool on a player's profile screen that you can look and say how good they are in a specific role, in a specific position, I think has been a huge influence on me and in how I play football manager. You know, where do you kind of go from here? You know, where can we kind of take this attribute knowledge and step it up to another level? So obviously we can search players by their attributes. We can look for the attributes for a specific role. And that would help us find, you know, realistic targets through the player search screen. But for me, I go beyond that. Because I want to look at attributes that will kind of prioritise helping to build up the club culture, the club identity that I have. And what I've so what I've done is I took the time, I hovered over each of the attributes, and which and I kind of tried to I narrowed down to a short list of five. Five attributes that I value more than any other attribute. I didn't look at the technicals because the technicals are too specific because these specifics will tie up to a player's position and role. But attributes that can be required, so applied across the board to players, whether they're a goalkeeper, striker, left back, or right winger, centre back, centre back, it doesn't matter who you are. What are the attributes that you prioritise? So when I send my scouts out, I let them find anybody. And then I look through the reports and then when I'm looking through the reports I've got I put together like my own custom screen on football manager on the player search 
so that I can get a glimpse into what these scouts are feeling. You know, one of the, I suppose, key determiners of this was you think of the, the just the, the moniker mentality monsters applied to Liverpool. And, you know, so you, and that's something that, you know, I think all of us want. We want those mentally strong, mentally tough players that can oversee and overcome any challenge it is they face in a game. So, I could have a player, so, with this kind of set of attributes that I prioritise above all others, they aren't the same as passion for FAMs, they're not the same as anyone, you know, any of the lists there. But I could have a player who my scouts recommend as a must-signing, 80s, high 80s, 90s. But if he doesn't look good across you know, in general, average across these five attribute areas, I won't sign him. Because he doesn't fit in with what I'm trying to do. Five I... Uh, the six, sorry, not the five, the six I prioritise. Teamwork is first. I want a team on the pitch. Players who play for each other. Play for the badge on their chest. Pull together in the same direction. I don't want a team of individuals. I want players who work together as a team. That could rule me out of signing some extremely talented players. But they don't fit into what I'm trying to build here. Determination. I need, like, need I say more? I want determined players. Players determined to improve. Players determined to succeed in all situations. Players determined to make things happen. Leadership. Now, leadership is a funny one, I know. You can send players in leadership courses, and I have had mixed success with that line of training a football manager. But I want leaders on the pitch. I want them all across the pitch. I want the decision to pick a captain, a challenge, a difficulty, and it's a case of if my captain leaves, retires, whatever, that I have players there ready to step up who are leaders in the team. Because I look to play quick, you know, intense football, natural fitness is the next one. Now, I want players who are naturally fit, who I can know I can rely on. And especially now as, you know, this season, I've given myself the opportunity to add more games to the calendar with European fixtures. Whether it goes beyond Christmas, I don't know. But it's a case that there is going to be demands on the players physically. So players with naturally high fitness levels group I prioritise I like to play a good passing game it's a regular occurrence for me when I'm doing the press conferences to have you know a journalist say to me oh you're playing play possession football yeah you're among the best passing league but that's because it's something I prioritise now although passing like I said may not be the, the only determiner of a player's ability to pass the ball having a good basic attribute on passing is something I do look for and finally, work rate. Work rate kind of ties in with that natural fitness. Work rate ties in determination and teamwork for me. Players who are just able to and want to work for, excuse me, the cause. Now, I don't have a fancy moniker. I don't have a fancy kind of name for what I want. That's just 
the Gaffer Kramer way of playing football. And I suppose I learned kind of this approach back in FM 17 by reading FM Grasshopper's blogs and talking about like the FIBRA approach. And then as I've read Angels with Dirty Faces, I understood it even more. And, you know, I'll have the link down below to that FM Grasshopper piece that started it all off back in FM 17. But the same approach can be applied now in developing this overarching team culture. So as Grass said, it kind of, Velez legend Victorio Spinetto was obsessed with finding players of a specific kind of fibra. For him, a player's fibra needed to be one of self-sacrifice. For only players who give absolutely everything on the pitch can ever be considered great players. So when Grass was building fibra, you know, an, an adaptation and, you know, you know, an interpretation of Spinetto's fever in in the game. Aggression, determination, teamwork, and work rate were the four attributes Grass prioritised. And then Grass kind of, again, kind of used a little bit more of a, a mathematical approach within me where my kind of glance and, you know, yeah, this looks good, this doesn't look good. Like, when Grass had that Estudiantes, you know, save, players over the age of 25 had to have a combined attribute score of ex- equal to or exceeding 55 out of the 80, because obviously each attribute is 20. So, you know, you're looking for a, a total of 55 from those four. In the 18 to 24 bracket, at least 50. And then the five best academy players are signed each season. Each one must have a combined FIBRA score of at least 50 on the day of their 21st birthday. Failure to do this will end the relationship with Estudiantes. Ruthless. I suppose that is Angel Bastardo's way, isn't it? But like, so you can see how attributes play their part in Football Manager all across the board. From defining the position and role a player can play in their ability to succeed in situations on the pitch in one, in one moment, in different in one phase, across multiple phases, across the length of their career. How it can underpin your tactic and like that, identify and build your club culture. So the next time you load a football manager, and maybe you're playing it now, just take a minute to look at the attributes. And see, are there attributes I prioritise above all else? Are there players whose attributes can, you know, be applied in a new way, in a new position, in a new role? Find them. Find these new edges. Create something new. Tell us your stories. Tell us how you get on. We want to hear them. Now, just before I finish up, a few housekeeping bits and pieces, as always. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a positive review, share in your socials with your followers. I really, really do appreciate it. The listener numbers have been steadily increasing. I don't know if that's down to lockdown and people have listened to every other podcast there is. All new listeners, thank you for coming along, for listening. You're, You're very, very welcome. And please feel free to share and help us grow and grow and grow. 
hopefully the interactions and the voices then obviously on the podcast will grow each week uh, the links down below in the podcast notes the episode notes you'll find the links to the site and to my twitter feeds that's the gaffer Graymo and the technical area ones so come along drop a like drop a follow say hello have a read whatever it is you know and again if you're joining so feel free to share it really appreciate the hashtag weirder community interactions from a vital part of the podcast so please get involved if you can each week keep an eye out for them i'll try and tweet them at about 12 o'clock each day so that'll be kind of monday tuesday wednesday and then thursdays i normally kind of keep free for you know people to plug their own stuff ask questions or whatever it is but of course they're always welcome all across the week whenever it is you feel you want to join in last friday the first book review went up as i'm trying to launch the fm hashtag fm book club um that book was angels with dirty faces i'm currently reading the club about the building up of the premier league so if you want to join in the ch- uh if you want to join in and have a read of that i hope to have it finished in the next week or two we'll have a chat about it then on the pod a brief one and then the, the review will go up and a little summary kind of on the technical area and a link as well if you do wish to buy it of course you know no ads no nothing it's all off you know my interests jim g's t-shirt campaign ends today if you're listening on friday the first of may ends today so last chance if you can support go and get one it's a great little treat to look forward to over the next couple of weeks and you know show some sweeper keeper some love i ordered a sweeper keeper one i'd love to get a sweeper keeper one but you know, and if I'd known about that mango one before I ordered the black one, I would have gotten the mango one. And off it suits me again with the colour scheme, but sure look. Sacrifices must be made all in the name of football. And finally, you know, the I wanna thank all those people who got involved on the podcast. The links to all the places where I got information from the podcast I'll be found below. So thank you for putting that material up there. I really appreciate it. And, you know, glad to, to feature on the, the pod. So if, if you have any kind of, you know, FM writing of that ilk, hopefully, you know, I can be leaning on that again one day for a future podcast. And then, of course, just the last thing just to say is that the music for this podcast comes from Pond5. And uh, the link to that is found down below. But until next week, I hope you have a great weekend, as good as weekends can go at the moment. Stay safe, follow all the guidelines, procedures that you are being told to do. Make sure to obviously wash your hands, keep your distance. And I suppose playing football manager can give us a great opportunity to do that. I am particularly excited as well because it is a bank holiday weekend. So although I do not have the extra day to you know enjoy myself in, what I would have hoped at the start of the year for the Maybank on the weekend is sure we a day spent playing some football manager. So hopefully I'll have a little bit more to talk about next week. But until then, stay safe, enjoy your FM. Thank you for listening. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>